So there's these two young brothers, Johnny and Robbie, and they're both completely out of control. They're only 10 years old, but they cannot stay out of trouble. If there's anything going down, these two are in the middle of it. In desperation, their parents go and see their church pastor and ask him for help. After quite a lot of persuasion, the pastor agrees to try and talk some sense into them. But he wants to see them alone one at a time. So, Mum and Dad take Johnny in to see him, and the pastor thinks, I'm going to try and find out how much these lads know about the Lord. If I can find out where God is in their lives, I've got a good place to start from. So he sits Johnny down on a stool in front of him and calmly says, Johnny, where is God? Johnny stares back at him blankly. Well, the pastor isn't used to not being answered, and he's had a bit of a long day, so he raises his voice a little. Johnny, where is God? Johnny looks a bit puzzled now, but doesn't say anything. Pastor tries it a bit louder. Johnny, where is God? Johnny backs off a bit. He doesn't like being shouted at. But he knows the pastor is someone important, so he doesn't really want to answer back. Finally, the pastor's losing it. Johnny, where is God? At this point, poor little Johnny completely loses it. He falls backwards off his stool. He jumps up and makes for the front door runs down the drive, up the street, and all the way back home. He doesn't stop running. He bangs open the front door, charges up the stairs. Finally, he bursts into his brother Robbie's bedroom, sits on the bed looking at Robbie, his eyes wide with fear. We're in big trouble, he says. God's missing and they think we did it. Can't remember I heard that one. But funnily enough, that first Easter, God was missing, and they thought the disciples did it. In a way, it was just as ludicrous. They thought that a bunch of scared blokes would run away. At least one of them had denied that he even knew anybody called Jesus. They thought that these guys had come along, got past a full Roman guard, moved a boulder the size of a family car without anybody noticing, and taken Jesus' body. Hmm, not convincing. Even less convincing, if the disciples had stolen his body, What made them suddenly so brave, so filled with boldness, that they went out to proclaim a risen Jesus to an unbelieving world? And why would at least some of them ultimately face death, if this, if they knew it was really all a hoax? Well, today, God isn't missing anymore, but so many people still miss him. Here's another little story from Hot Illustrations for Youth Talks. Once upon a time, a family of mice lived in a large piano, a grand piano. They loved their piano world and the music that often came to them, filling all the dark spaces with sound and harmony. At first, the mice were impressed by it. They drew comfort and wonder from the thought that there was someone, somewhere, who made the music. Although this someone was invisible to them, he felt close to them. They loved to think about their unseen player, whom they could not see. Then one day a daring mouse climbed up part of the piano and returned in a very thoughtful mood. He'd made a discovery which revealed how the music was really made. Wires were the secret, he said. He had found tightly stretched wires of graduated lengths which trembled and vibrated and made the music. Now the mice had to revise revise all their old beliefs. Only the most traditional mice could believe any longer in the unseen player. The rest of them stopped believing. 
A little later, another mouse explorer returned from an expedition with yet a new discovery about the origins of the music. Apparently, hammers were the true secret. There were dozens of hammers that danced and leapt upon the wires. This made the wires tremble and play the music. This was a more complicated theory again, very scientific. But it all went to show that everything could be explained by physics and mechanical laws. We live in a purely mechanical universe, said one mouse to the other. Yes, said the other, one day we will be able to explain everything in our world by ourselves. And so the unseen player came to be thought of as just a myth, and they stopped believing. Meanwhile, the unseen player continued to play. Paul writes in his letters to the Romans, Ever since God created the world, his invisible qualities, both his eternal power and his divine nature, have been clearly seen. They are perceived in the things God has made. Eighty-seven point seven. How deep the Father's love.